the uh, motives of credibility, one of the reasons for believing in the faith is um, the perseverance of the church down through the ages. Um, the fact that the church as an institution has survived uh, not just persecutions from without, very intense ones, but also uh, the church has survived incompetent leadership and scandalous leadership uh, at times as well. And the same can also be said of the people of Israel, right? That the fact that the people of Israel have survived, this is a, a, a reason for believing that God is at work. Um, a good example is the Babylonian exile. Um, at the time of the Babylonian exile, Israel had already endured a civil war, which divided it into two. You had the 10 northern kingdoms and the two southern kingdoms. Uh, and, uh, well, really, you had Jerusalem and Judah in the south. Uh, anyways, Assyria conquers the north. In time, Babylon conquers Jerusalem. And the Israelites, the, the, those in Judah that remain, are sent into exile. God's people, that in the time of David and Solomon, looked like this kingdom would be there forever, um, it looks like it's going the way of all kingdoms in history, and it's just going to disappear. You know, nobody today identifies as Babylonian. Maybe at the time it looked like, in a matter of time, nobody would identify as Israeli, you know, or, or Jewish. That's what happens to a, a group of people who don't have God, uh, who, who God has not formed a covenant with. And this is really what Isaiah is getting at in our first reading that, you know, look, you fear that God has abandoned you, uh, but God doesn't grow weary. God is eternal. He's working out his purposes, even if they seem in a mysterious way for us. And that in time, he will give strength to the weary and young men will faint and grow weary. Youths will stagger and fall. Young men, the strong, uh, the Babylonians, who are oppressing God's chosen people, they will grow weary and his chosen people will have vigor. They will soar as with eagle's wings. That's an allusion to the exile, uh, that, uh, to the, to the, excuse me, to the exodus. Uh, God brought Israel out of Egypt as on eagle's wings to the promised land and he'll do the same in the Babylonian exile. He will bring them back to Jerusalem in his time, which he does. And Israel, which looked like it was going to go extinct because that's what happens to kingdoms when they're conquered and exiled and they just kind of fade away, Israel returns because God doesn't forget his promises. You know, today we celebrate the feast day of St. Juan Diego, I think a saint who encapsulates this, um, uh, this, this the, the workings of God, you know? Here's why. Juan Diego, really, uh, in his time before the apparition, he would have been seen as somebody of no account. He was a native. Uh, I, I don't know if he was Aztec. I think he was Aztec. Uh, but after the Spanish came, but before Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared, very few natives converted. You know, the Spanish had some good missionary priests, uh, the missionary bishop in Mexico City, by all accounts, seemed very good, but a lot of the Spanish mistreated the natives. And the, the, the native tribes resented the Spanish. So Juan Diego, 
who converts with his wife, who eventually who passes away before Our Lady appears, and his uncle. He's this guy who, who would have been looked with uh, suspicion, looked upon with suspicion by his own people. And he was very often looked down upon by the Spanish, someone of no account. But as you know, we pray in the Magnificat, as Our Lady sang in the Magnificat, God cast down the mighty from the thrones and he has lifted up the lowly. And that's really what happens with Juan Diego. Our Lady appears to this most humble of human beings and says, I want a chapel built in my honor here. And Our Lady appears as, uh, as, an, as a native woman. She's the mother of all peoples. And so Juan Diego is faithful to this tremendous grace. And I think we all know the story. He goes to the bishop and says, Our Lady appeared to me and, and she wants a chapel. And he said, I need some proof. And so when he encounters Our Lady again, she gives him these Castilian roses, which he believes are the sign, puts them in his tilma, Castilian roses. This was December. They didn't grow. They weren't uh, native to the area. And he takes this tilma with, with the roses folded in it to the bishop, and as he drops it in front of him, the miraculous image of Our Lady of Guadalupe appears. And within a decade, millions, 10 plus million natives convert. God has cast down the mighty and lifted up the lowly. He's working out his purposes, even if we can't see how. And, you know, I think also it, it's the importance of relying on the Lord. You know, those who are strong, those who rely on themselves in their pride, they cut themselves off from God's saving work, from his power and grace. So let's pray that we imitate the humility of Juan Diego. Let's trust in our Lord and trust in our lady. And let's seek to be humble and small so that in due time, God can lift us on high.